Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome back to Vampire the Masquerade, Twin Cities by Night. Homecoming is our second story arc that takes place in the spring of 2010 and then Twin Cities in Minnesota. Follow the story of Ophelia, a Toreador played by Alex, Jonathan, a Venture played by David, Katow, a Gangrel played by Joaquin, and William, a Venture played by Slavic, as they once again find themselves working together to find out who, or what, is targeting them and those close to them. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. Ophelia and Katow, you guys are driving in Katow's car. What are you guys going to do? Okay, you're driving, right? Where are we off to? Here's the thing, I got an idea. Is that we could, is that since I grew up in the foster homes, we could look into like the foster system to see if maybe that's how Max gets, and Roman gets his stuff from there. Right. I mean, they look like, like, the, like the registry, and you, you could like sweet talk them into it. Okay. We could get that shot. Then, of course, about time after that, then I can do whatever uh, Chase wants me to do. Alright, you lead the way, I'm on board. Are we telling these guys about this? Do you want to? Not yet. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So you're going to look into the foster system, basically see if that's how Max gets his gets to children and everything like that? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, where are you going to start with that? Uh, so I'm thinking that there will be some kind of so, so foster system some kind of government work. So I'm thinking maybe some kind of like official like city hall or something like that would have like records for that stuff. What do you think? I, you know, especially with from your past growing up, that there's uh, you know an office like a, it's not like a it's not like a courthouse or anything to that extent, but there's a government office that handles adoption processes, foster children, child services. That's what it's called usually. I mean, it's like around eight or nine right now. You can, there's things you can, so there's different things you can do. One, you can go and see if anyone's there at the moment. Two, you can try to see if we, uh, you can get a name with someone and take it from there. You know what I mean? And start one way or another like that. You tell me which road you want to go down and uh, I will provide the road for you I'll, guys. I'll just suggest this to Kaitao. If there's one thing I learned from Jonathan, it's how to impersonate an officer. So if you want me to don my Beatrice persona, I'm happy to do that again for this purpose. That is an interesting thing. I, I like that. And okay. then if we do find something, then you can talk to that reporter guy and see if we can go further into there. Yep, absolutely. But we definitely want to go to, we want to go the official route and like go to the office building. Sure, well, we can swing by my house. I'll, I'll dress something more appropriate. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. We're going to, I feel like gets changed. Now, are you guys going to try to go to this office building at night, or what are you going to do? Yes, that's that's the plan, right? We'll that's try the plan. That. All right, so do, I'd say it's about... Do I have a fake badge, or do I just kind of... You still have the fake people. badge. You just have the oh, fake awesome. badge. I'll take... Uh, don't really you want you to got a, a badge and an identification. Yeah. Cool. We would have gotten... So I'll have my gun got, on me, even though I won't need it. But all right, you know. cool beans. You guys get to the building. It's in St. Paul because that's where the capital of Minnesota is actually at. That's where a lot of the government build government locations are at, and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You come up to the building; it's an old brick and mortar type building. There's green grass in front with like an American flag that's been taken down. You know, there's like a set of like twelve steps that go up there. You see big old child services. 
Uh, you go up to the double glass doors. Uh, you see that there's a security guard sitting at a desk inside, but the doors are locked. He kind of looks over at your guys' direction. You see him kind of give you guys an inquisitive look. He's just like, he's like pointing to his clock and you can see him mouthing we're closed. I'll uh, flash my badge and say, you're open now. All right. So you see him, he gets up and he, he's like a, looks like to be like in his fifties, kind of, kind of in shape a little bit. Older white dude has like a handlebar mustache. He comes walking up. You see him, he pulls out the, I don't know, you know, like the, 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 the keychain that's attached to like the elastic thing that stretches out mm-hmm. and unlocks one door yep. and he comes in and he locks the other and he looks at you too and he's like, kind of, is there something I can help you with? And he kind of leaves it open ended for your name. Uh, say Beatrice. Whatever my last name I said was. I can't remember. Beatrice uh, Jones or something like that. I don't know. He looks Sorry. at the ID and he's like, okay. And he's like, what can I help you guys with? And he looks at, oh, he looks like a towel for his name. And he's like, I'll just say, oh, this is, um, um, I'll say we're, we're investigating a lead. I brought him along. He's a um, witness. I can't really he's go just, into it. He's like, yeah, how can I help you? Come on in. Let's get you out of there. I don't want the mosquitoes to bite you guys up. And he kind of motions you guys <laughs> in. He, he locks the yeah, door. Those mosquitoes. <laughs> Those blood suckers, eh? You don't want them anywhere near you. I'll say that. And <laughs> we laugh. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And he goes and walks towards the desk and he leans because the desk is like a waist high desk so he can sit there and lean. He's like, yeah. So uh, what can I help you with, ma'am? And we just had a look through some records. Uh, what was it, Kaitao? Oh, sorry. Services. What was it, James? Uh, child services. Child services. There we go. Thank you. Uh, can you oh. put us in the right direction? Well, actually, I'm sorry. I just provide uh, like overnight security here. But if you're looking gotcha. for records, I can give you the name of uh, She Handles All, all Record Searches. And you, would that be good enough for you? Is she here now? Uh, no, she's actually gone for the day, but I can give you her business card and her information. We'll take one of those. Um. He, he kind of like you see him go to his desk and he sits there and looks at he's like, here you go. And he, he hands you a card. It's a, or it says like uh, Megan Wells is her name. And you see, like, uh, you know, a uh, records keeper, child protective services, yada, 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 has her, uh, has her cell phone number, email address, and so on and so forth. Okay, I'll walk out of earshot of the security guard and I'll give her a call. Phone rings and she's like, yeah, this is a Megan Wells. Uh, can I, how can I help you? Hello? So, sorry to bother you so late. Uh, Detective Beatrice Jones here from the Twin Cities PD. I'm oh, just actually, actually, <laughs> whatever. That's agent. And from the FBI. Hey, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm just investigating a case here, and I need to access the child service records. I'm at the uh, record center now, <laughs> whatever it's yeah. called, civic center. Uh, I'll be there in about 30 minutes. Is that okay? Sure. If he is sorry to bother you again, I'll go. Get, I'll go get you a coffee. I'll be waiting here for you with a coffee. <laughs> She's like, okay. Cool. Thank you. I'll ask the security guy where I can get a nice coffee at this time of night. He's like, well, there's a Starbucks that's that's open 24-7 <laughs> down, right down the street. But we got right. coffee over here, too, if you want some. It's not the greatest, but it gets the job done. Yeah, don't give her that shit. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> like, thanks. I'll be back soon. Can I get you something? I'll get, I'll get the security guy one, too. You get the coffee and all that is handled. You see this lady comes up, looks to be in her 40s. She's kind of just, you know, you can tell she threw on some a jeans and just kind of a, a, a t-shirt. She's like a, obviously a mother of yeah. a couple. And so she, she goes inside and she's like, yeah, uh, here, follow me. She's like, do you, do you got a copy of the warrant real quick so I can make sure, that, uh, you know, this is all good to go? I'll do like a Jedi hand wave and say we don't need a warrant. Do you have Dominate? No, I don't. Oh. <laughs> um, 
I think you have presents. I have oh, presents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, money. I'll let you think about it, then I'm, I'm going to cut to William and David, okay? Sure. Jonathan Chase, William Strother, you guys are going to the underground? Yeah, we'll go to the underground. Let's go check that place out. All right, so you guys uh, roll to the underground. You see, Jonathan, when you step in, you're just kind of like, these motherfuckers, man. This is like how it's done, you know? You see there's about like 100 people dancing on the dance floor. You see like VIP tables with people like, you know, drinking expensive Cristal. You, you know, you're sitting there, you see along the bar that they're busy and you're just, I mean, it's good to, to have something to emulate eventually, you know? You see where if you keep it going, you could potentially get like this. As you guys walk in, you're just kind of looking around. What are you going to do from here? Um, do we recognize any Kidron in the place? Uh, not, not as of now because you just kind of entered in, but you see workers all over, all over the place, you know, doing stuff. But you can talk to one of the workers if you want to. You see waitresses walk by and all that stuff. Just, just wait. As soon as I get the, the, the money grow, flowing through the Medusa, this place is going to not be competition anymore. Oh, I have no doubts about your, uh, competencies. <laughs> Let's, um, go ask the, the workers if, um, God, who would, who would be a good individual to, to track down for something like this? Do we want to bother Here's- with? With mm-hmm. any of the, uh, the sheriff or the deputies, if we could always go down to the the biker club where they're at and see what their their take is on the K Tiefs. Not we, like they particularly like you, but you know. Fuck them! I don't like any of their asses. I don't need to like any of their asses either. But they do hold a grudge against the skirts, so they might have an interesting point of view. Yeah, well, let's do that if we can't. Yeah. See, um, we'll ask the workers if any of the the individuals from the deputies are here. If they're not, then we'll go hit up the um, yeah, the Hammerhead MC. Yeah, they they hang out at a club called the Silver Dollar. The Silver Dollar. So a uh, waitress comes walking by. You see like a door guy. You see bartenders. Who you guys going to talk to? Um, let's talk to the door guy because he's going to know who's come in and who's gone, right? Well, yeah, but you could also ask like. You know, hey, uh, where's your boss lady hat? Let her VIP people hang out at. I'm a guest or whatever, you know. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah, he's like, and he kind of like, yeah, he has a little discussion with you about about Katrina, and, and he kind of gets the feeling that, and he's like, can I get your name real quick, just so I can make sure you're on the list? Jonathan Chase. He looks on. He's like, okay, you're on the list. And your name? He points to to William Strother. Looks, all right, cool, cool. So, yeah, here's what you're going to do, all right? So, uh, actually, I'll have someone show you. And he's like, hey, and you see him snap his fingers and he motions from someone and another bouncer comes. He's like, they need to be escorted to the, uh, you know, to the, the to the boss's VIP area. And they're like, okay. And like, yeah, please follow me. And then you see this guy. He's like wearing, you know, like normal bouncers in a nice club wear like kind of a darker suit. He kind of leads you uh, to like you walk past people in the bar. You go behind the bar through these doors. You walk down, you see like, you know, people who work there kind of walking back and forth and there's an elevator. He's like, just go over here. There's only one floor you can go up and, and you'll head up there. How many floors are in this place? Just two? Just two, sir. Okay. So you see, uh, as you guys are coming up, the doors open up and you see an area that's nice and a little dim. You see a nice kind of like darker leather furniture with tables. But you notice as you walk on there, you look over the end, you see the dance floor and everything, but it's through a one-way mirror. You know, and then you're like, oh, wow, because when you walked in the bar, you looked up and you just saw like where the ceiling just kind of like indented a little bit. But it was mirrors. Uh-huh. And you realize that that's actually where the VIP area is. And you can look over the side and you can see people dancing and you can kind of even look under your feet and you can see where people are dancing there. 
but still stable. Does that make sense? You know, so it's some kind of thick plexiglass. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, and you see, I'm gonna list off the names of the people you see here. Okay, so you see Christopher Connor, Bruja Primogen. Mm-hmm. You see Adam Carter. Adam who, Carter. Who's the Melkavian Primogen? Yeah, you see a figure who you uh, don't know. He's a he. He uh, looks to be Caucasian. Kind of has khaki pants on and a tucked in button up white shirt that's buttoned to the top button. Kind of skinnier. He's sitting there talking with the uh, uh, Bruja Primogen and the Melkavian Primogen. You see uh, Katrina Carrington, who's a Toreador Primogen, standing there talking with the group. You see uh, Lawrence Miller, who is the Harpy. Yeah, he's kind of sitting by on, he's sitting part of another group. You see uh, Brian Cooksey talking to him, who is now, your is sire. My sire? Yep. You see, oh, my, my guy. you see Michael Smith sitting on his own. Uh, he's an African-American Bruja whip. You see him talking to Annabelle Carter, who's a female Caucasian gangrel whip. And you see them talking to a guy who you don't recognize, but he looks to be of Eastern European descent, kind of high cheekbones, has crew cut black hair kind of dressed in blue jeans and a polo shirt. Then you, you see Jenna Peoples standing there talking to them, who's the Tremere whip. Mm-hmm. And then you see an uh, older lady you don't quite recognize. She looks like she's about to be, she looks like she's about 50. She's wearing like a black kind of evening gown with that sleeveless. She has gray hair uh, that's kind of like a shorter cut, but comb in a distinguished manner. You look at her and you're pretty much like, okay, that's like a, like, not to sound like, I guess that should be cheap with the descriptions, but like a rich older lady, maybe in her fifties or sixties, you know, she kind of has that air of, you know, distinguishedness, but you, you don't recognize her too. And that's, you see them all talking. And as the doors open up, you just see kind of people come, kind of turn and look your guys' direction. You see Brian kind of uh, takes a look at Jonathan for a second and then uh, just kind of like inquisitive look and then goes back to his conversation he's having with Lawrence Miller. What? I can't show up in here. I can't sit with the big boys table. Motherfucker. I'll let you guys think about what you're going to do. I'm going to cut back to Ophelia and Katow, okay? Back to Ophelia and Katow. Scenes on you guys. Uh, what are you guys doing? I think I'm just going to say to her, look, um, I'm, a federal, I'm a federal agent. I can't get a warrant this quickly. I'm, I can't go to the local police force to get one. And the, the circumstances are quite demanding. It's I can't really go into it, but it's a it's a pressing it's a pressing matter that we need to attend to. Do you yeah. want to roll? Okay. Basically uh, bullshitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, bullshit would be subterfuge. So let's do a manipulation subterfuge difficulty seven. Boom. Four eights. Nice, man. Boom. So, Boom. yeah, you convince her. She's basically like, okay, I can understand. Here, just come back this way with me and everything. And Look back over my shoulder at him as we're walking up and just be like, give me like a, a wry smirk. <laughs> That's how you lie. She walks back to an area where she has like a little badge reader and she just kind of swipes it. You go in a room and you kind of see it's like 30 by 30 room that has like a, a, like a bunch of computer racks and you see there's like a terminal where she can go up there and she sits up and she's like, hold on a second, logs. And she's like, so what exactly are you guys looking for here? Uh, I'll defer to my comrade here. We have reason to believe that there is a suspicious activity going on within the foster care system. And as a result, we like to see some of the records about adoption rates and stuff like that to see like if there's any discrepancies. Okay, I can I can understand you. You, I I guess I can see where you're going here, but we need to narrow this down a little bit. If you uh, want me to do some kind of trend analysis here, like are you looking for like what exactly are you looking for? 
but we're little okay. So we're trying to because we we have reason to believe that there is a uh, people that kids are being adopted, but there are but the but the adoptees are being fal- being falsified. That that basically kids are being funneled out of the foster care system, in, like uh, under elite, under false pretenses. Huh. She sits there. And, so I could look up like where we've lost communication with parents. Yeah, or... Yes. That one. Um, I'll just take Kaitara aside for a sec and s- quietly say this out of earshot of the woman. I'll say, um, uh, I'll just say, look, your, your dream, do you think it could be really, like, does it have any relation to something in your past at all? i just say, like, yeah, I I think I'm going on that like, foster care would be a decent way to smuggle kids out if you want, like, for Robin, if you want a supply of them. But yeah, your dream definitely seemed like a me- you know like I told you, you started to feel like a memory a little bit you know like a I, I tried I tried like it's like it was almost like a memory almost like I need to you know, see if we just yeah. dig deeper and see what see what it takes us. Well, um, here's my suggestion. Maybe this might be a bit personal for you, but we could look see if we can find anything on your own records, and then look for connections from there to more recent records. Do you know uh, what I so- mean? Suppose, if it's a memory, yeah. this just has just a hunch I'm going on. That's a that good idea. That's a possibility, yeah. That's actually a good idea, to be honest. I didn't even think about you guys going that direction, by the way. <laughs> so <laughs> she could she could look into, like, well, you know in the dream, there was six kids there, right? Yeah. yeah. So you could say, hey, this is we want to look at this kid's name, Katal Bren, little annoying Chinese kid. No, I'm joking. But a little, uh, you know, we want to see. He lived at an address at this time where start correlating, yeah, yeah. you know, data. It's- I'll do that, yeah. I'll tell her that. Okay, so she's sitting there. You see her typing away. As she's typing away, looking into stuff, I want you guys to roll a perception alertness roll, difficulty eight, both of you guys. I'm going to blow another willpower. All right. What's your willpower right now? I've got two left. Jeez. Oh, Ophelia's wow. going to be Johnny Depresso. Success. Once, uh, what about you, Katel? Uh, I'm not going to buy a willpower point. I'm not going to spend what I mean. No, All no, right, no, so, no, no, no. All right, sweet. So you're sitting there, Ophelia, while this lady's typing, and you're just like, wait a second. If Katal was a kid, and he's dreaming that Max was going there, and you've seen Max, and you, to you, Max looked to be mid to late 20s, like math. <laughs> you know what I mean? Math is slapping sticky. He's face, a man. vampire. Oh, that doesn't. That or, doesn't or, or, oracle. Oracle. Yeah. He's sitting there typing. She's typing while you're sitting there. She's like, I did find an interesting. She's like, hold on a second. She like prints out two copies. You see the printer going off. She hands each to you. She actually prints three and she has one. She's like, there's a situation here. So we have this house here. This family actually got ended up getting arrested for um lost their foster privileges and ended up getting arrested for uh abuse of some of the children that were underneath them. Uh this Katao Bren, he was one of the children there. He was moved to a different home. But they had reports of two missing children that weren't accounted for afterwards. Uh, that that led to these two uh, people here, uh, you know, uh, losing their foster privileges and and getting in some kind of legal trouble. I hope that helps you out. We got names for those two kids. The two kids that are missing. Yeah, she she like gives you just two random kids' names. Okay. Um. Any other info on them that you could print out for us would be really useful. On the on the two kids. Sure. Yeah. She's just like all we got is just. I mean. We lost track of them. I don't know if they, we don't know what happened to them, if they just got kidnapped or whatever, but 
It's like, this is all we have. They were just, you know, uh, kids whose parents uh, had, you know, drug addictions or their two brothers and, and they're. So what happened to the, to what happened to the foster parents? Would they go to jail or what happened? She's like, I don't unfortunately ha- can get that. I can't get those kind of records here about the actual parents themselves. Just it's, it's here that charges were brought against them. But unfortunately we don't have cross reference files with any kind of law enforcement or anything to that extent, you know? All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. And, um, so did we get any other kind of connections from there to modern day records? Uh, not really. She's like, I couldn't pick up anything quite modern day, to be honest with you. I'm sorry. Uh, well, thanks for your help. Um, I, enjoy the I'm coffee. Pro- yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I hope you have a good day. Be in touch if there's anything else. Yes, ma'am. You know how to contact me, so. I'm already texting Brian Moore. Uh, not Brian Moore. Brian, the reporter. Yeah, that's Brian Moore. You got time to meet up later? That's yeah, sure. When? Uh, well, can I tell you, you've got a few things to do still, right? Yeah, I got to deliver a Chase's message. Okay. And there was also the, you've got to deliver a message. Wasn't there something else as well? Oh, yeah, the uh, the lady, uh, the Zero manager thing. Well, I mean, do you still want me to come with you? Because I could go meet Brian now and then we can meet up again later. Yeah, you can go do that. Yeah, let's go back to William. And Jonathan, so you guys are standing there. You see a couple of people looking. What what uh, what seems on you guys? We're gonna go and introduce. I'm gonna introduce um, William to my sire. <clears throat> yeah, you met like once or twice, but nothing like like. I've like, never like. actually talked to him. You know. So you see, as you two head start walking towards him, you see Lawrence Miller. It's like six foot five, black African American guy. He's dressed in like a charcoal suit. As like a purple undershirt or purple shirt underneath with like a purple and gray striped tie. Very well manicured nails. Everything's immaculate. You know, everything's perfectly placed on his suit. And you see Brian kind of turned around and Brian's wearing also a suit more in the fashion of the 80s kind of with like, you know, especially the heavy pinstripes and stuff like that. And they, he turns around and he kind of looks at you guys He's like, uh, Jonathan, um, I'm surprised to see you here, to be honest. You're usually not this social. Yeah, I'm trying to get out more these days. Especially like, with crazy people running around choking people in, in the Elysium and knocking down doors. And he's like, hey, William. And he's like, nice to see you again, William. And you see Lawrence like, good evening. I heard good, he's like, I heard good things about you, too. I heard you kind of kind of put an end to a mess that might could have gotten potentially ugly here. It was no big deal. <laughs> what, 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 and I heard something that ended up just being some, like, drug addict doing it or some murder or something uncouth like that. Something yeah. like Lawrence that. talking. Yeah. Well, that's well, it's very good. It's you and uh, uh you and uh, your little group there seems to be uh, seem to have done something pretty good. It's nice to see you guys kind of come out a little bit on your own and uh, you know, not be so secluded as much as you guys happened to been before that. So, kudos to you guys. Uh, Brian, he's like, I'll I'll leave you uh to your child here, and uh, and I I got I guess I'll talk to you some other time. And he turns around, he heads towards. The permagen, or you know, the the few permagen out there. Brian kind of motions over to to one of the couches. He sits down. You want to talk to me about something? That's why you came here, right? Yeah. Uh. Well, I was hoping that you could shed on shed some light on what's really going on here with uh with um what's what's the deal with Foxy Brown and all these caitiffs? He just kind of shakes his head a little bit. He's like, from my understanding, he's like Kimberly was a permagen. Uh. And kind of just fell off the face of the earth uh, after the Sabbat raid. And 
everyone thought she was dead. Turns out she was in Torpor and she's back now and she wants to be scourged for some reason. And that the individual she brought in, from my understanding, was staked last night and was taken care of in the morning. And she can just do that? That's beyond my pay grade. She's a she's been assigned as a scourge. I kinda heard about scourges in the past or maybe in other cities. I don't know. I was kind of caught just as uh blindsided, but what can we do? Our, our, the prince made a call, and who, who, you know, he didn't ask my opinion on the situation. So, what should we do if we run any of these caves? I would say report them. I, report them to who? To the scourge. Report them to the scourge. Report and them carefully. What's going to happen to those who don't report them? Well, I, I wouldn't know. I don't know. I can't. Come on. Jonathan, you're an intelligent man. What makes you think I would know what would happen in that situation? Well, I was hoping that you would know more about what's going on with the the prince than just this. I mean, why would he suddenly care about all of this crap? I'm just as confused as you are, Jonathan. Maybe you can find out for us. Would there be anything in for in it for me if I were? Well, well, you would make your sire happy. I thought that would be enough for you. <laughs> uh, have we forgotten the bond that we have? Is there a bond? I haven't heard from you much lately in quite some time. I felt like I just kind of redheaded stepchild kicked to the curb. Well, the same could be said for you. you I didn't see you kind of making any movement advances to talk to me. I respected your space and I gave you your space and who am I to impede on you? Well, maybe, uh, maybe we can help each other out in the future. I, I will tell you this, and, and, I, and I sincerely mean this for when I told you that I feel that you have potential that's untapped and that you could tap into it if you chose to, to focus on that with the opportunity that I gave you, I still think that's possible. And obviously you showed to the right people that you can with what you did last year. Yeah, I found out a quite a bit last last year, more more than I was expecting to about what's going on in the city. What do you mean? Uh, what do you know about Roman Dunstern? Roman, I, uh, he's an interesting, he's a, he, he's a representative and I would suggest you keep your voice down when bringing that name up around here. And why would that be? And kind of say, well, you never know who may be listening. You just, you see him kind of look over to the direction of that lady, the older lady who's sitting there, uh, that was talking to a couple of the whips. And who is she? Uh, Rita Giovanni. Oh, uh, those are one of the, one of the other clans, right? Yeah, none of you guys have a cult, do you? No. Uh, I Well, I talked to Jenna about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she told me about the 13 yeah. clans and stuff. So He's like, listen, he's like, they are a clan of kindred like us who our organization has a good working relationship with, even though they're not part of it. They walk to the beat of their own drum. And that's acceptable here in the city? Yeah, why do we tolerate them? Well, uh, they follow our traditions, and they uh, have been known to provide services and be good business partners. As always, I'm sure that the powers that be may hopefully uh, want to build a relationship to where they become a part of our organization. That's how it's been explained to me. And you both should be familiar with a little bit of them. They helped us out a little bit in the past. Yeah, we, we had a run-in with Roman Dunstern during the our investigation that we accidentally um, may have insulted him 
Well, it's your luck that I haven't heard anything about that. So I would suggest, uh, sire the child that maybe you keep this to yourself. Oh, we will. So would you know just, uh, openly if he's just a, uh, an agent of theirs or is he a member? Obviously he's not a vampire. So he's a representative of the family. That's all I can tell you. Uh, the, their, uh, the Giovanni clan is a little known for, playing their cards very close to their chest, as is understandable with our kind. So, well, our, the, the Giovanni and our city's kindred have had a good working relationship for the last 30 or so years, and we continue to want to, especially our two clans. What kind of services do they provide? And he kind of looks around. You you remember, and, I know, and William, I know we're not very close, but we share the same sire. Uh, I'm sure you both have remembered when, when you were brought over uh, into our society. You notice he doesn't use a lot of words like vampires and all that shit. You know what I mean? And how uh, we, you guys had a particular skill set we felt could help accomplish something. Uh-huh. Uh, some of the people that helped us accomplish the goal uh, was uh, part of their clan. So we have very good business dealings with them. I see. They're, they're well known, especially in Southern Europe for and the East Coast of the United States for uh, having uh, good business ventures. And we have a good business relationship with them here. That is fortunate for us. I, I would see why it's not, it would be unfortunate. I wouldn't well, suppose you know anything about New Horizon Capital Management. No, he's like, I actually don't. And you see, by the way, I don't know if I described him, but he's kind of a short, uh, overweight guy. Has like a couple chins. He's he's has a beard. He's balding on top. Five you know. foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. He's very, you know what I mean? But he's so he's kind of little swathy kind of gentleman, so. You've been working out, Brian? You're looking good. <laughs> he just kind of like looking at you like a little sternly, you know? I'll just, you know, put a hand on Jonas's shoulder and I think we got as much out of this as we could. I got a question for you and this, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go back to your friends and stuff. I just don't want to step on anybody's toes, but. When we were investigating those murders last year, we um, there was this name, Lilith, that kept getting thrown around and coming up during the investigation. And it was hard to determine where, you know, where this came from and, and what impact it really had on it. Do you know anything about Lilith? Not at all. I don't even doesn't. I don't know. Sounds like a female's name. I don't know her. OK. All right. Thank you very much. Brian. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan. Remember, I haven't forgotten all those talks that we had. Those long talks, okay? Yeah. All right. And he just kind of like looks as you walk off, and then he kind of sits back in the chair. Ophelia, Katow, scenes on you guys. What do you guys decide you're going to do? We're going to split up. You're going to yeah. split up? All right. Katow's Ooh. dropping me off to right. meet uh, Brian. And I want Brian to make sure that he sees me getting dropped off by another guy so he stops hitting on me. Where are you meeting at? The coffee shop you guys usually meet at? Yeah, sure. All right, so you see it's Brian. He's neat. sitting outside this time since it's kind of warmer. He's wearing like a rolled up uh, shirt. He has a coffee sitting there. He sees you walk up. He gets up and like pulls back the chair a little bit. Sure. I'll take a seat. He's like, uh, who's your friend there? He's, he's a friend. How long has he been a friend? That's not what, that's not what I'm here to talk about. Well, maybe I want to talk to you about something too. You know, this the way we meet and interact isn't always going to be on your terms all the time. Well, I don't have to give you the information I've got. I mean, 
Hey, I'm here to help you out, and, and that's fine. I just want you to know that that night, that whatever happened six months ago, I felt a connection with you there, and <laughs> you just kind of been stringing me along. You felt a connection, but well, I think you might be getting the wrong idea. You, you um, mean to tell me that when we were in the alley there, and we we decided to have 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 that quick fling, and you you gotta understand with him. He's rationalizing that you fed off him to like some kind of like heavy makeout yeah. session or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. It's like that wasn't specialty. What was that? That was that was a drunken mistake. <laughs> oh wow, I'm a mistake now. <laughs> you know that, that, that's not an issue that I have to deal with on a regular basis. You know, surviving war, coming back when my friends didn't come back, and now I got this hot chick who decides she wants to play. You know emotional uh, yo-yo with me. But it's cool. I'm a mistake. Fine. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Tell me what the fuck you got to tell me then. And you see him like just take a pack of camels out and he lights a cigarette. (sighs) Okay. I mean, you know, I'm trying to help you do your job here. That's kind of what I thought this was. But, uh, you know, if you want to get emo about it, maybe, maybe this isn't a good time. No, it's a good time. I'm a professional. So the emo cape is off. You got to tell me something. You want to tell me something, you fucking tell me what it is. All right, I'll f- slap the papers down on the ground that we've got. I'll say we're looking into missing kids. I want you to look into some missing kids. You're looking into these two kids that were missing from back then? Yeah, I think it could be tied to... Could, could still be an ongoing thing, but this is what we've got to go on. You see him, like... And you see, like, almost like a switch go off in him, meaning he went from being, like, to, like, Straight professional, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, be like, and you wanted to know who the guy that dropped me off was? He's a cop, and I'm helping him on this investigation. He's well, undercover. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen, okay, I, I apologize. I'm sorry. It's really none of my business. He'd take a drag. He's looking at the paper, pulls out a pen, his little notepad. He's like, so these two people here, and he like under these are the two foster parents that they're saying here that were the ones that were. The foster parents for this home that end up losing their rights and might have gotten in some legal trouble. Yeah, I want, I want to know what happened to them. All right. And I want to know what happened to these two that went missing because I can't find any more info in the middle. And the, these are the other kids, right? These four names are the other kids that were in the home when this happened. I'm presuming they're yeah. All right, sure. you see Katana's name on there. All right, all right. Here's what I'm gonna do. All right, I'm gonna first look into these two people. And then we'll take it from there. I'll call you and we can discuss what I find out, okay? Thanks. And I'll say, hey, look, no hard feelings. It's just it was six months He's like, ago. Listen, 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 listen. I don't want to hear it anymore. If this is a professional thing, this is a professional thing. If it's not a professional thing, then it's not a professional thing. You fucking decide what the fuck you want. I got no time for this. I got my own demons I got to deal about. And I got a job I got to fucking do, okay? I'm so just clearing the air. Six months ago, this is professional. Let's just... Yeah. It's per- it's per- Listen, you don't have to fucking worry about hearing from me or getting any more text asking how you are. It's all professional now, okay? I'll look into this. I'll let you know. It might be tomorrow, and then we'll fucking take care of it then, okay? All right. And it- all right, I'll say thanks, and um, I'll pay for whatever he had to eat or drink and leave. He just shakes his head as he walks off. Hello, folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, 
We have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.